Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 61, and I'm drinking Domaine de Canton, French ginger liqueur. For each episode of this podcast, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I also created this podcast so that I could drink more. I really enjoy distilled spirits, and creating a podcast, giving me an excuse to try all kinds of different spirits, is what this is for. So I love sharing my knowledge of spirits with you, my listener. I've been meaning to feature Domaine de Canton since I learned about the family connection when researching Chambord in episode 36. It's very popular. It won Best of Show at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition the first year it was on the market, and it's likely available at a liquor store near you. So, Domaine de Canton, this episode is for you. The bottle I have for the tasting is a standard 750 milliliters. It is 28% alcohol by volume, making it 56 proof. And it sells for about $30 here in the United States. Packaging is really nice for Domaine de Canton. It's in a frosted clear glass bottle, and it is five segments shaped reminiscent of a bamboo stem. It's detailed with black outlines on the high points of the ridges. There's an oval center label in understated black with restrained gold accents. A simple black cap tops it off nicely. My bottle also came with a hang tag, mirroring the front label shape, and it includes some cocktail recipes. A ginger flower is featured at the top center of the front label as well. Okay, let's open the bottle. First time I've had this, just a screw cap. And let's go for a pour. And as with all spirits, I am tasting it neat using a clean Glen Karen glass. It's a whiskey nosing glass, allows you to get a good look at the spirit, nosing of the spirit. And neat is straight out of the bottle, room temperature, no dilution, no mixers, as the maker or distiller intended. In the glass, it's clear. It's a pale golden color. It is naturally colored, so there's no additional color added, and it is noted to be a natural product, so there is a little variation batch to batch with it, but my sample I have here is a pale golden color. And on the nose, I know just from pouring it, it's got a fresh ginger scent to it, which is expected being a ginger liqueur, but let's give it a proper nosing. Yeah, very spicy ginger. There's a sweetness underlying it as well. Probably honey. I say that because I know it has honey in it. Yeah, primarily just ginger on the nose. And now let's give it a taste. Mmm. much sweeter than I initially expected. There's a good sweetness, but ooh, uh, the heat, the spiciness from the ginger hit me halfway through and it uh, builds and you can you can feel it, the, the spiciness. So there's a real sweetness forward. It's the honey in it. Nice, fresh ginger flavor. It's got a nice creamy mouthfeel. 
it's a little syrupy. There's probably a pretty good punch of sugar in this, but let's try it again. <laughs> the spice and the heat from the ginger, it's really pleasant if you like the flavor of ginger. This is a very true ginger flavor. No hint of alcohol. I mean, I know there's alcohol in it, but there's no sense of alcohol burn. It's all spicy ginger. There's vanilla in it. I can pick out a little vanilla, I suppose, if I'm hunting for it there on the pellet. But ginger, through and through, pure ginger, along with the spice. You get that heat from the ginger. Domaine de Canton, in its current form, was introduced in 2007, seeing wider release in 2008. But it was inspired by a product that was much older, purported to be from ancient China. Okay, so the story I unearthed goes something like this and involves 19th century French colonial Indochina. Ginger has been used for flavor for centuries, and ginger liqueurs were said to date back centuries as well, with a recipe originating in the Qing dynasty in China, created of course for rulers of the Qing dynasty in Old Canton. It was then claimed that in the middle of the 19th century, in French colonial Indochina, a ginger-infused elixir was created using white cognac on a small fenced ginger estate called Domaine de Canton, located in the northern Indochinese province of Siam. An unnamed Frenchman purchased the ginger estate at the beginning of the French occupation and created the original recipe. The drink soon became popular among the French aristocracy in Indochina, where it was enjoyed with afternoon tea and at grand parties. The first modern incarnation of Domaine de Canton uses some of this backstory, and this was the liqueur created by a prolific and significant company based in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, USA, named Charlie Jacquin et Compagnie, that was founded in 1884. Jacquin was owned by the Cooper family, and Norton Sky Cooper was at the helm when, in 1992, they introduced the original Canton Delicate Ginger Liqueur. Now, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you'll forgive my fumbled pronunciation of French and other non-English languages, but you'll also likely remember that the Cooper family and Jacquin's spawned Chambord, detailed in episode 36, as well as a spin-off, St. Germain, Elderflower Liqueur, created by Sky Cooper's son, Robert Cooper, covered in episode 42. And the other Cooper's son, John Cooper, he is the one responsible for Domaine de Canton that we have here today. But I've jumped ahead and I've left the original Canton Delicate Ginger Liqueur behind. That was the name of the first product introduced in 1992 by Jacques Jans. This spirit was officially discontinued in 1997. It didn't seem to find a market and in all likelihood seems to have been a little ahead of its time. It was manufactured in China near Macau. In this incarnation, it was advertised on the back label of the bottle to be based on a recipe created centuries ago in Old Canton for the rulers of the Qing Dynasty. It is made with six varieties of ginger harmonized with a touch of gentle herbs and ginseng blended with the finest spirits and rich brandy, rounded with honey. It is made in the immaculate kitchens of liqueur specialists in Guangdong province, a delicate liqueur capturing all the goodness of old China. That's the text straight from the back label of the old bottle, and it appeared in advertisements as well. This seems to either echo or be the source of the centuries-old recipe tale, but leaves out the bit about French colonial Indochina 
and the ginger estate. The original Canton Delicate Ginger Liqueur was packaged in a fancy cut glass style decanter with an equally fancy stopper, much like a bottle of Remy Martin XO is packaged in today. There's then a 10-year gap of no Canton Ginger Liqueur until 2007. Again, if you've listened to my episode on Chambord and St. Germain, you'll know that in 2006, Chambord was sold for $225 million to Brown Foreman, and brothers John and Robert Cooper must have received a piece of the action from their father, Sky Cooper, as they both went off and founded spirits companies of their own. Having worked in the family business for years with the right industry connections, time, and money, each was able to create a successful new spirit on their first try. John Cooper formed Maurice Cooper et Compagnie in Miami, Florida, and he revived the Canton Ginger Liqueur that his father's company had discontinued a decade prior. Not sure if he had to buy the rights to the brand or if he simply took them or were given them by Jenkins, but Domaine de Canton was originally named Canton Ginger and Cognac Liqueur. It was made with a new recipe, and much like Chambord and Saint-Germain, it's made in France. It was almost immediately renamed to Domaine de Canton, French Ginger Liqueur, and in 2008, it won Best of Show at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, an honor that John Cooper's brother, Robert Cooper, won the year prior with Saint-Germain. Domaine de Canton's flavor profile, elegant bottle, and John Cooper's industry connections helped it gain early success, but timing may have been right as well, given that the craft cocktail scene was getting started and Asian fusion cuisine was more popular. These factors all helped to cement it as a staple of cocktail bars throughout the world. In July of 2014, just seven years after Domaine de Canton was launched, the brand was acquired by Heaven Hill Brands, then known as Heaven Hill Distilleries, who coincidentally are the owners of Evan Williams Bourbon I featured in episode 60. The spirits business tends to lean towards consolidation, but there's constantly a new crop of brands and products being created. The purchase price for Domaine de Canton seems to have been kept private, but in a press release put out, the president of Heaven Hill was quoted as saying, We're very excited to add the original ginger-based liqueur to our broad portfolio of premium products. The press release further goes on to state that Domaine de Canton was inspired by the French tradition in which sweet and fresh elixirs are fortified by fine eau de vie and cognac. John Cooper was quoted as saying, The development, launch, and success of Canton has been an incredible experience. He continued by saying, We believe that it is only in its infancy of recognizing its substantial growth potential. And that last bit makes me think that Heaven Hill offered a substantial price for Domaine de Canton. Under Heaven Hill's ownership, they've kept it as they bought it, keeping a good thing going. One footnote about Domaine de Canton being described as the original ginger-based liqueur, I'm not sure that's true, and even the predecessor from Jacquion's launched in 1992 likely doesn't qualify. Listeners in the United Kingdom are probably familiar with the King's Ginger, a spirit first crafted for King Edward VII in 1903. So the King's Ginger would be the original, but that's a story for another episode. So, how's Domaine de Canton made? It's a globally sourced product. This isn't exactly uncommon in the spirits business, but even the name, Domaine de Canton, blends French and Chinese, mixing European and Asian ingredients together. First off, ginger is used in production. 
It's baby ginger, often referred to as either Vietnamese or Chinese baby ginger. The baby ginger is said to be more flavorful and tender. The ginger is harvested, sorted, washed, peeled, and cut by hand. One source I found says the cut-up ginger is then cooked with a secret blend of herbs and spices in a cast iron pot to create a ginger essence, but I'm not convinced this is true. Domaine de Canton's website says the ginger is allowed to dry for several days in preparation for being married into the overall recipe. However, Wikipedia notes Domaine de Canton is made with a syrup made from crystallized Chinese baby ginger. The ginger, either dried or perhaps as an essence or syrup, is then shipped to the Dalfour Distillery in France's Cognac region, where it is macerated with an eau de vie, essentially a neutral grape-based spirit. The macerated ginger is blended with French cognac from the Grand Champagne crew and at some point hand-selected Tahitian vanilla beans and provincial honey are added to the recipe as well. And as I noted with the tasting, it is an all-natural product without any added colors, so it may vary slightly batch to batch. Now on to cocktails and consumption. Domaine de Canton adds a ginger flavor to many cocktails, and one I think is well-suited for it is one named the Skinny Mule. It's a play on the Moscow Mule, but features one and a half ounces of vodka, one ounce of Domaine de Canton, some lime juice, and club soda. I'll post the full recipe in show notes. Domaine de Canton also works well as a modifier, and a lot of bartenders have experimented with it, so you won't run short of drinks to try. So in summary, what do I think of Domaine de Canton? It is really sweet and really spicy, but it's really good. It is pure ginger flavor. It is literally distilled ginger in a bottle with a good dose of sugar and some honey. Some extra something in there to round out the flavor, I'm sure, to to make it taste good. But uh, yeah, it's pure ginger on the nose, on the palate. You get the spiciness and it's really good if you really like ginger. This is ginger in a bottle. Packaging, I will admit, is a little odd. I guess I don't personally associate ginger with Asia. I guess I should, but I don't associate it with bamboo. So a bamboo-shaped bottle is a little odd. It's a little squashed to be bamboo, but it is bamboo reminiscent. It's just quite elegant. It almost comes off as like a perfume bottle. I like how the label is understated. And from a packaging standpoint, other than the name change and an associated label change, it's been unchanged since it was introduced. I guess I'm a little in awe as well that the Cooper family just was able to knock it out of the park with three great liqueurs that are just bar staples. And as drinkers, we have them to thank for Chambord, St. Germain, and Domaine de Canton. Among others, there's more yet to be covered. But these are three great liqueurs you're going to find at your local liquor store. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Do tell your friends. Show notes are on liquorandliqueurconnoisseur.com. You can find the show on your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. The show is also on social media. Facebook and Instagram are where I'm most active. I really love hearing from my listeners, so if you've got a spirit you'd like me to cover in a future episode, or if you're a brand that would like me to try a spirit of yours, and it's got a good story to tell, please do reach out. And as always, thank you for listening.